everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alyssa Sharp, your host. Today on the show, we have Bill Johnson. And I love this message because this is honestly the message of my heart. And that is mind renewal. That is taking thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ. And I have to tell you, it is a a lifelong process. It is something that has to be done on a consistent basis. Because the things that we look at, the things that we put our minds on, like Facebook or like Instagram or whatever it might be, or just the TV, the news, all those things get in our thoughts and we start thinking the way that the world thinks instead of the way that Christ has us to think. So it is our job to spend our life spending our time with the Word of God, in the Word of God, knowing the Word of God, knowing what Jesus says, knowing the truth about who we are, and living according to that truth, living according to faith, not according to fear, living according to what God has said about us, not according to what the devil has said or what the world says. It's a great message. Here's Bill. Taking our thoughts hostage until they are transformed in nature and they actually reflect the fact that there is nothing impossible. He has a redemptive solution for every situation. He will cause every situation that pertains to my life to work for good, which means for his glory and for my strength. It's not complicated. If he said it, it's true. If he didn't, it probably isn't. It's not complicated. If I have more input from social media than I do the Word of God, my discouragement is self-inflicted. It's a calculated decision. I find myself thinking of this person, they will never change. At what point do I stop the lie? Because I'm building a hiding place for the demonic that will actually help to fulfill the very lie I've come to believe. I would never say it, but my approach to a problem oftentimes reflects that. It's a stronghold. And the Lord is preparing us in this season to be able to address the impossible. We've said this for 20 years, so this is nothing new, but I feel like he's heightening, heightening our awareness of something today. He's, he's enabling us to be aware where we have fallen for the lie. Where where I have entertained the enemy's ideas in my personal castle. I have this this sense that through this strangest season of my life, the Lord has been training us for something that we're unaware of. And I'm, I'm, I would assume all of us are not, maybe not in the same boat, but certainly similar. I've never seen so much swirling in thought, in ideas, in you know, arguments and stuff, just, just in the air. 
as in recent days. And I feel like the Lord is allowing us to be exposed to the chaos so we have no mistake recognizing peace. The peace of God is the complete absence of chaos. That is the definition by nature. The peace of God is the complete absence of chaos. And he has allowed us, if you will, to be exposed to some of the craziest things ever, not so that we walk through life being victims. If you experience sorrow, maybe a friend has fallen into some deception. I, I got news this week of a, of a dear friend who is uh, getting divorced and never would have expected it. Never, 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 ever would have expected it. I don't know what happened. But when you have pain like that, if you just feel sad and do nothing with it, you're wasting your time. God gave you a, an ability to feel so that it would take you to him. I don't know how to pray for this situation, but I do know the enemy has had his way. And so I pray the mercy of God to come upon this couple, the mercy of God to touch each individual heart. God, I don't know what's happened or where. This is where you pray in tongues a lot. He always gets it right. I mean, I may pray this prayer, oh God, give me a Ferrari with 700 horsepower. And then I pray in tongues. The Holy Spirit says, man, don't give him that car. He'll kill himself. That's what I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying, I don't even know. He just canceled out my prayer. So I'm praying in tongues. That, that's how this works to me. So I don't know how it works to you, but, but he always, he always refines, my, refines my prayer. He says, no, nah, he'll kill himself if he has that car. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if you feel grief or you feel pain or you feel troubled, if it doesn't take you to him in prayer, you're wasting your sensitivities. It's a gifting. It's like eyesight. If you, you, know, if, if you see something coming at you that's going to hit you and you don't duck your head, then you're wasting your eyesight. We perceive because he's positioned us to make a difference or react accordingly. All right, let's read this passage um, one last time in First, Second Corinthians, or Chronicles, if you prefer. Chapter 10, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty in God for the purpose of pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. To the point where we learn to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It's an interesting picture there, that last phrase, bringing every thought captive. Uh, when I see uh, bringing every thought captive, I think of a, a, like a soldier who is warring against us, all right? So let's just take that thought for a minute. Let's just say we're in an army and we have a soldier. I take him captive, but he becomes so captive that he becomes a soldier for us. It's not putting him in restriction where he doesn't function. It's seeing that thought process so transformed that it now works for us. Taking every thought captive to what? 
the obedience of Christ. What is that? It's the mind of Christ. Taking this deceptive thought about your neighbor, take it captive until it starts reflecting the mind of Christ about your neighbor. Hostages. Taking our thoughts hostage until they are transformed in nature and they actually reflect the fact that there is nothing impossible. He has a redemptive solution for every situation. He will cause every situation that pertains to my life to work for good, which means for his glory and for my strength. I like the phrase casting down. That reminds me of Wigglesworth. My, my grandfather told me, he said, not everybody liked Wigglesworth. Because his faith was so abrasive. You know. Active faith offends inactive faith. Faith in action offends faith as a concept. Faith that is active in the moment offends faith that's waiting for something to happen someday. Wigglesworth would say, don't treat the devil kindly. So when he would rebuke a demon, that demon knew he rebuked him. Some people suggest a demon leave as though they were making a suggestion. It says, casting down. Take that vile thing that just isolated that person into an unredemptive position in their life. Take that vile thought that just declared over your economics that there is no solution. You've actually tried everything and there is no solution. Take that vile thought, cast it at the feet of Jesus who is himself Jehovah Jireh. Take that thought that says your marriage cannot be healed or restored. Take that thought captive because it is born in the pit of hell. You take it captive and you cast it down. And you bring into subjection all these things that you're thinking, seeing, and feeling until what you're seeing, thinking, and feeling reflects his heart and his nature. It's not complicated. It just means... I've got to have more input from what he said instead of from everything else that's around me. Why don't you stand? We're going to pray. Wrap this up. I, I believe, I, I believe the Lord put this on my heart for today. I do. I believe 
I believe he directed my heart. I'll be honest with you, I had something else I was wanting to do uh, just as of this morning. We, Eric and I walked over to the offices. I went into my office and boom, it became clear. Completely off what I had prepared my heart to do. I could, I could feel the heart of the Lord for the mental health of the body of Christ. It is for you, but it is also through you. And it's through you unto a culture that you will not convince through debate. In some cases, it's going to be your engagement in prayer that pulls out the rug from that spirit of deception that is influencing your neighbor the way he's influenced them. They see no solution because they've locked into a covenantal agreement with the powers of darkness. But your prayers, not manipulation, not pointing the finger, not argument and debate, but you going before God saying, God, I really care for this neighbor. And they are trapped. They don't see it. I know I can't convince them, but I know that you can. We begin to pull down the strongholds of thought. They think healing of a marriage is impossible. I know, God, that's a lie. So I pull that thought down in the name of Jesus right now. That that has been raised up in their thinking as a God, and it is not a God. It is an inferior thought. And we take that thing. God, for my friend who has a cycle of going bankrupt after bankruptcy after bankruptcy, they are locked into thinking they can never be successful in their life. And God, I know that that's a lie from hell. I know it's a lie from hell. It's an absolute lie. It's not in your promise. You never promised us that we would never come out of cycles of pain. You did the opposite. So I take that thought captive, that that has been raised up against the knowledge of God. Your very name is Jehovah Jireh. And I take that lying spirit and I confront you in the name of Jesus, that lying devil that has brought hopelessness into my friend who believes it's impossible for them to ever have an economic solution. It's a lie from hell. It's a lie from hell. I pull that thought down and in his place, I release the revelation of Jehovah Jireh, the God who always provides, the God who is always more than enough. You bind and you loose. You bind and you loose. You bind here what's bound there, you loose here what's loose there. If it's not in the mind of Christ, it's not worth releasing. Gotta stop saying the stuff that he isn't thinking. I'm so tired of my own opinion. I'm serious. It bores me to tears. I must have the mind of Christ. I must have the word of the Lord. I have to. When he speaks, I live. When I think without him, I die. That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under What Lies Are You Believing? Bill Johnson's sermon clip, Bethel Church. You can also find out more information at his website, which is bjm.org. Hope that you have a fabulous day today. 
Remember to go live your 320 life more than you can imagine. God bless you.